is there anything else we need to go over? Anything else we need to uh, anything we left try to out. sell? Because obviously our fan base is rabid. Uh, no, literally, they are, they are rabid. Yeah. They are rabid. They have rabies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, get, they're outside my door. They're getting shots in their stomach right now. Uh, yes. If yes. a raccoon shows up. It's a friend of if, ours. Yeah. Ask if it's Nigella <laughs> and it's a friend of ours. That it's a friend of ours. Yeah. yeah. If a zombie shows up, that that's one also, of our friends too. <laughs> Or if I think new. they've actually narrowed down the, yes, the number naked. of shots that you need, right? For rabies, like you only need like one shot now or two shots. Yeah, like I think it's big needle, better. right? Well, I don't think it's yeah, enjoyable. Yeah. 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 Oh, Heidi. Maybe that's a Doctor Shroud thing. Maybe that's like. Oh. Oh, you have rabies. I was gonna say, Ooh. Heidi, we could do a uh, whole like live episode where we get you bitten. Get rabies. By yeah. Exactly. <laughs> We get rabies uh, shot. Yeah. And then we see how many different episodes we can tie into that one particular yeah. rabies case. Exactly. Foaming yeah. from the mouth. Like, foaming yeah. from that mouth, streaking while foaming from the mouth. <laughs> yeah. Season three um, ends with one of us being destroyed, I think is what it yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Makes perfect sense. I like it. Excellent. Um, well, I think we've solved a lot of things here. This is why, with your hosts, Heidi Hedquist and Luke Poling. I'm assuming we can all guess how and when you got into comic books, but when did you start actually making your own? Well, I guess, I mean, do you want the, the eight-year-old version? Like, oh, I was eight and I made my first book. Now, yeah. I, my first one I made in 96. <laughs> um, and it was, a, it, was a, a, it was Dr. Shroud, which is like this... Uh, you know, plastic surgeon turned um, he's a vampire turned plastic surgeon whose daughter's abducted and so I, I had done like four issues of that on newsprint I've mm -hmm. apparently I've only ever been published in newsprint um, and uh, it was a small press success because I guess I, I sold all of them so that that was the first like stab at it it's terrible it's a terrible book though I mean <laughs> I, I look back and the art was bad. Um, the st I didn't know I didn't know how to write a comic. I only learned I only knew writing comics from reading comics, which is not the way it's really done, you know. So how is it done? Do you draw the animations first? Do you do the dialogue first? How how does it work? Well, with these with Psycho Ko, I I got a little bit better over time, uh, and my timing and, and st I didn't know how to write comedy, so I write I write a script first, uh, like uh, you would a, a show or anything else. There there's a comic book format, and then there is a uh, a screenplay format, mm -hmm. but I follow the screenplay format. Um, okay. Because comic book formats are broken into panels, and there's mm -hmm. not much of a script. You know, it's like. There is a script, but it's like, you know, panel one, you know, so-and-so does this, panel two, et cetera. The screenplay format works better. Then from there, um, the book gets laid out. So you break down each um, part of the script into pages mm -hmm. of how it would appear and panels then. And then you lay out the book and then you ink it and da-da-da and hope that the dialogue somehow fits in the grand scheme of things. Nice. Now, do you do every part of that, or are you working with other people as well? I do work with other people. Um, 
I do the script. The layouts are done by, well, except for this latest book that I'm working on, were done by two guys, the Frame Brothers, because um, I treat it like an animation process, which is, oh yeah, so the way I'm doing this book is way different than anybody else does, because I follow an animation process, which is, you know, I write the script, it, it gets broken down into pages, but instead of doing panels, they're storyboarded, um, which probably adds another layer of work in there. And then from the storyboards, then I lay out the book and create the art from that. Because my my thinking that is when it gets picked up, if it gets picked up for an animated series, I have the storyboards to work from. And then I have all the assets. So I could just hand it right over to the animation company and, and uh, it's done. The backgrounds are also done by someone else because they're painted and I'm kind of, I'm not a terrible painter. It just takes me forever, you know, so. What kind of plastic surgery does Dr. Shroud do? Is he like butt lifts and that kind of thing, or just strictly noses yeah. and? <laughs> you know, I'd, I've never really uh, thought about that, to be honest. You don't do the backstory? <clears throat> if you're writing this like a screenplay, you need back. What's his motivation? Well, <laughs> so the, with Dr. Shroud, I mean, it's, it's totally different than Psycho KO. Um, but Dr. Shroud, I had done the traditional comic book way. So what does he do? I, had to, I never really addressed in the in the movie version because there was a whole like blah 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 film thing. Um, we did address some of the plastic surgery, but you know you you add this layer of complication to it, Luke. I can't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, he does butlers. He does butlers. Okay, I feel perfect. like butlers is. Is what he would do. I haven't read it yet, yeah. but it just seems like you know, vampire butt lifts. They go hand in hand for some reason. Yeah, exactly. That's what my exactly. grandmother always said. Yes, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Now, can you talk about the origin of Psycho Ko? Because this is the, the newer <laughs> books, the ones that are setting the world on fire. Yes. Such the as wor- the whole world's on fire from these things. Actually, Thanks, if they don't sell, I use them too. You know, put them in my fireplace. You know, <laughs> so fire does come into play at some point with these books. Yeah. <laughs> um, Psycho Ko is this uh, Hanna Barbera-ish type of Saturday morning cartoon, and he is a uh, Super Earth's greatest hero. Um, and he goes to Super Earth, which is like twenty-eight million light years away, to save the planet or the colonies uh, from giant monsters and crazy characters. So it's it's basically like um, a Scooby-Doo, Space Ghost, Johnny Quest type of uh, deal. But the truth is, all he wants to do, he he has, I shouldn't say he has no interest in saving people, but he's such like a slacker that he just wants to eat cereal and and play pinball all the time. It's, it's you're speaking to me. <laughs> Which, sounds yeah, about right. right. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a very amazing. it's an all ages book, so it's it has a very sort of innocuous vibe to it there's no adult themes or butt lifts there are no butt lifts in mm. this at all so. well, well so. maybe next time i was yeah, gonna ask what the demo there. was <laughs> oh yeah uh interesting yeah the, the demo goes anywhere from five years old to 11 boys thank you for not mainly. saying 105 yeah <laughs> Five to eleven, and then girls. Uh, it's a little bit older. It's like twelve, thirteen, hmm. which is, I thought but, was interesting. 
but they're really into this. This is like a big thing for them, correct? Yeah, yeah. The the fans that exist, it's like you know, it they are very passionate about it, which I, I think like I'm blown away by because I see like on Twitter, which is its own little world in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, Twitter's wow, <laughs> but there there are a lot of comic book fans on Twitter, and they're great. I mean, it's I see fan art all the time. I see uh, they interact. They're they're a lot more. Um, it's a very it's a lot more personal than you know Instagram, let's say, or yeah, or, or Facebook, sure. which I'm not. I try to stay away from. But so, why do you think this has resonated with readers so well? That's a good question, and uh, this is a, these questions are great because this is all stuff I thought about. Not for this specifically, although I did put, um, but in order to like sell the idea, you have to have to know this stuff. So, um, I think the reason why is because to the adults, it um, they it's it's familiar to them. You know, they know Saturday morning cartoons, they know Hanna Barbera, and to the kids, um, it's brand new and. Those I don't know why they stopped making those cartoons because Scooby Doo still works. I mean, anybody who has children, I mean, my kids love Scooby Doo, and yeah. they, you know, they grew up after two thousand. So there's a formula there that that works um, for the kids, and so th- I find that there's a lot of adults reading it to the kids or with the kids, and it sort of gets passed around the house, which is like SpongeBob, right? SpongeBob is like. It's the perfect formula. It blares in the other room, and the parents can't help but, you know, hear it and then pay attention to it and go, oh, oh, there's a joke in there for me too, you know. And that's got to be rewarding to see this firsthand interaction with fans on Twitter and know that they're digging what you're doing, and that's got to be motivation to keep going. Or how much of that does it does it influence the next book, where they're going? Uh, a ton. Okay. Can Psych do this? Can he not do that? Yeah, yeah. It, 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 the the fact that they're there and they love it definitely helps me complete the next book because it's a lot of work. I mean, you have, you know, as you can imagine, putting together a comic is a lot of work. Um, and then, yeah, it's funny. They do have some, uh, you know, they'll they'll say, oh, well, you know, will Psycho do this, or they'll they'll drop hints or whatever. But yeah, you know, some of them. I tend to already have those stories planned out, so it's sort of hard to work in. Uh, maybe next season or something like that. How long does sure. it usually take to create a book? Well, I know for me, it the process goes pretty. Uh, it goes much faster than a traditional comic book because, again, using that animation process, uh, I have the backgrounds painted and I'm able to pop them in. So I'm not redrawing the same background. Similarly, the characters, um, I have a, a catalog of symbols or whatever that I can reuse, which you do the same thing in animation. So sure. I'm not ashamed to admit that. You know, people I know in the comic world would be like, oh, he's cheating. But for this book, it works because I'm able to – I mean, how many times are you can draw the same character over and over? Like at right. some point, speed it up, just – just reuse it. You know? Pop it in there. <laughs> Pop it in. In the end, they're not looking at it saying, oh, uh, that's not an original drawing, you know? Or, right. You know. right. Or if they are, that means the story is pretty boring. Right. Yeah, true. right. Yeah. It's like this when you start true. to notice music in a movie, you're like, ooh, 
I, I shouldn't be noticing the music. Yeah, you know? this is true. Or the fact that I have to do my taxes or something. Right. <laughs> or when I start doing my makeup and my hair. Yeah. When... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those things. <laughs> and so you've got three issues down. How many more are coming? Or is the third one out yet? Yeah, so there were three issues last year. There's one issue that came out uh, last a few weeks ago, actually. Another one that's coming out at the end of this month. And then another one at the end of this or mid-December, which I'm working on now, which I'm kind of a little bit late. And I know... I was going to ask how that's working. <laughs> yeah, it's... it's uh, yeah, it's it's tight. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. It, it, I've had, as you can imagine, as you and I have talked about, there's a lot of stuff going on, so it's a little hard to to, right. to get this done. But anyway, uh, and then next year, so this is incredible. So Alterna Comics, the publisher out of New Hampshire, Peter Semetti, this I'm telling you, this this guy in this company is incredible, because. Nobody makes comics for kids anymore and adults. They're all either, well, they make them for the adults, but they don't make them where the kids can read them. So if mm -hmm. you walked into a comic shop now and you looked at Batman, you couldn't bring that home to your kid because, like, there are adult themes in there. And stuff. Right. So Peter's focused on all ages comics that are affordable through printing on newsprint, which is all these books. So instead of a book being six bucks, which is what they are now, five, six dollars right. for a comic, they're a dollar fifty. Oh, so awesome. because he's able to do that, they've also made them made their way into sheets and onto newsstands and all these other like great places. So next year I have coming out um, the, uh, the Alternate Giant, which is an eighty-page newsprint book which is going to be carried on newsstands and, and all over the place, comic book stores. So, and that's like five bucks. So you can't like, wow. yeah, he's just like, he's crushing it. I'm like, I'll turn his great. So. And so that book, is that going to be the first four issues or something or something yeah, it's completely got, new? No, it's going to be the first three issues with some bonus content. Which I, I want to do like a whole bunch of recipes, like the Psycho KO cookbook or something. <laughs> Have you ever seen the Marvel superheroes cookbook? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I have. Yeah. It's disgusting. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and so you want to replicate that rousing success. I do. And do of your course. <laughs> now you're doing Something else that's really cool with this, you've made a read-along soundtrack like we used to get as kids, the 45 records that when there's the tone, you turn the page. What's the response to that been like? If people, do they like it? Oh, yeah. The people who, who listen to it love it. It's getting people to um, actually use it. I'm, I'm, I'm almost of the mind that I need to give it away for free, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. It's interesting because that was such a big part of my childhood learning to read. I loved those books and Tinkerbell, you know, telling me to turn the page. And then I feel like sort of parents and schools got away from that for a couple generations. So it's almost like you have to re-educate people on it, which is mm -hmm. odd. I'm not sure why they got away from it. Right. You have to tell people all over again, like, oh, this, 
so wait, let me see if I got this right. You play the show and then I read the book. Like, like this is not, it's not a hard concept. No. Yeah, you're right. Um, but I think what I need to do is, um, so the first Psycho KO is going to be reprinted in a book called In Case You Missed It through Alterna. And that's going to, you know, sheets, you know, the, the sheet stores that, the, you know, they have the, the, the gas, gas stations. stations. Yeah, yeah, they're all going to be in there as well as Barnes & Noble. So what I'm thinking of doing is just giving away the show for free, and then they can download it and buy the comic from Sheets, and maybe it'll help sales. I mean, I love the idea. I think it's, you know. Well, in the interest of full disclosure, it should be pointed out that I am the voice of Governor Kreskin uh, in the episode. Can show you please, off. Can you please tell Heidi how great I am in that role? Yeah, I was getting there. I was getting there. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's great. He's great in the role. You should hear him. He's very serious. Thank you. Oh, I'm sure. At least we're on our way to Surf City. Five years is way too long. I hope my pinball record is still unbeaten. We both know how much I love me some pinball. Psycho KO. Ah, come on, Kreskin. I'm away on vacation, remember? Well, your vacation is over, mister. We need you back here ASAP. Well, unless there's a real emergency, I'm off the grid. Yes, well, the um, devil spider just tried to uh, destroy the Hall of Judgment. Oh, Kreskin, you're lying. And badly, too. Everyone knows that the devil spider's molting up at Mount Shiverest. That kind of backtalk is going to cost you. No more vacations for you. We've kind of invited you here under false pretenses that we need to get Heidi's voice under the next issue. Do you have Just like, like a Do you have like a surly computer that you need to speak or a Titanic survivor? <laughs> Heidi, did you survive the Titanic in that I inner did theater? The Titanic. You did. Yes, okay. I did. So I was Madeline Astor. I survived every year. There you go. <laughs> My husband didn't make it out, but I just, did. Just to throw a few <laughs> things out there for you. Um, just let that marinate for a while. Yeah. Come back to us. Yeah. Nice. Pr- I used to put you under so much pressure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we have a part. Yeah. There's a part for you. For sure. <laughs> you have a good voice. My voice is absolutely terrible. In my next life, I want to come back as Luke's voice. Yeah. Yeah. Because wow. Luke, Luke, you got like the, per- it's a perfect voice, I think. Yeah, but be careful what you wish for, because then you end up getting stuck with a co-host like me. So when you find some random character, I'll totally take it. Yes, I'm happy to help. <laughs> I know we 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 have uh, there's there's uh, when I I listen to your voice, I just wrote um, the one coming out at the end of this month, uh, the Ghost go. of Skulls at Castle. Ooh, that's a good. That, uh, there's a there's a uh, um, a woman in there named Melusine, who Ooh. happens to be Uncle Space Toaster's daughter. A strange daughter. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. There's also a, a psycho coloring book too. Let's try to sell that a bit. Yes. Oh yeah. Let's right. Right. The, you mean the Ringo nominated? The, exactly. Ringo award. Nominated. Wait. Yes. There's a Ringo award. Not. Not. Yeah, but one. it's not Ringo Starr's uh, award. It's uh, it's yeah. named after Mike Waringo, who was a comic artist, a really great comic artist, and uh, so um, and he passed uh, years ago, and they started uh an award ceremony at the Baltimore Comic-Con. Uh, and my book was nominated. And I was like, whoa, this is great. It's amazing. But then when I got the award ceremony, somebody told me, oh, just dress down like, like this, like dress down. And uh, 
I get there and everybody's in a suit and I'm with oh, my God. brother-in-law and we're like, <laughs> we were drinking too much. And I'm like, what if I win? <laughs> I can't go up and talk. Oh, that so been it was, it was great and terrible at the same time. So as all award ceremonies are. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah. And, and what better way to show up and be like, yes, I'm making a comic book for kids and I'm slurring my words at the same time. Then again, right, right, right. makes perfect you know, sense. Go buy this book. <laughs> totally. Yeah, but the, the coloring book um, did very well. Uh, and it's what's what I'd like to do again is maybe put in some pages that are actually, you know, colored and maybe some origami or something like that. Like I really mm. wanted people to destroy the book. So they have to uh, go buy a perfect. second copy? Yes, that's perfect. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's brilliant. I love your evil marketing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, but um, it has perforated pages, but mainly it was designed to punk the parents who buy it. So like I have two kids, they're 16 and 13 now, but I remember, you know, when they were like two and three, you have to read to them every night. And we would be so exhausted, like, oh, my God, I can't. At one point, I remember reading, and I fell asleep, and I wasn't making any sense at all. And they're like, wow, the character doesn't do that. You know, <laughs> I was just like, so I, I made the book so that there were activities at the bottom where you had to challenge your parents, like, uh, do this puzzle before you know, I'll, I'll try to race you doing this puzzle before you could do 20 sit-ups, something like that. You oh, know? that's amazing. So that, the, so that the parents would be like, oh, my God, I, I don't want to do sit-ups. <laughs> like, you know, it's 830 at night, you know, or whatever. Oh, uh, this makes me so happy. I'm an aunt, so I don't have kids of my own, but I love my nieces and nephews. Well, like, you've got Ringo. You know, that's not I do have Ringo. Hard. Yes, that's true. Well, we could buy it for Dave and make him do 20 sit-ups for before Ringo read it. But my thought is I would love to to just force my relatives to be doing sit-ups while reading to their children. And of course, it would be their right. favorite book because I bought it for them. Oh. Exactly. This is, uh, my Christmas is already set. Thank you. Good you have to tell them, like, uh, do the challenge at the <laughs> bottom, you know, because mom and dad, I know they cannot do 20 push-ups. Right. Uh, you know? <laughs> And the kids are going to be like, all right. Oh, this is a perfect plan. I'm all in. <laughs> I love it. So for folks who are looking for the the coloring book or the, the comic book adventure you can color, that's the correct name, correct? Yes. Um, where can they get that? Is that Amazon? Is that, uh, is that Alterna Comics? What's... Yeah, they could get it through Amazon. Uh, they can also get it through alternaaccess.com. It's alternaaccess.com. And then, right. or they can get it through me too, and I'll sign it for them. And Like just come to your house? Whatever. Like how does that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, uh, yeah, wow. I have a line right now outside my house. <laughs> people. Uh, yeah, no, go to psychoko.com. Now it's a weird spelling. So it's C-Y-K-O-K-O. Dot com. Very cool. Perfect. Because I wanted people to keep asking how to spell it. I mm. wanted, <laughs> you know. So. Again, brilliant marketing. It is brilliant marketing. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I, 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 I'll give one last plug. 
Yes. Uh, is I'll, I'll be at Baltimore Comic Con. Perfect. From October 18th through the 20th. Nice. And that's located in Baltimore. Baltimore? Oh, good guess. I love um, it. I have relatives in Baltimore. I'll send them to come see you. Nice. Here we go. And Do they have rabies? They <laughs> might. You never know. <laughs> they could. And so what uh, What will you be doing there? Selling the book, kissing babies, high-fiving people? Panhandling. Uh, no. Um, yeah, I'll be in the actual kid. So they invited me to be as part of this um, kids pavilion. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure why they call it a pavilion. It sounds like you're going to be uh, in a actually. gazebo. Yeah. Right. Yes. Right. I'm a little worried about the pavilion, like the yeah. kids' tent. <laughs> so, uh, but it's like it's uh, the kids' area, which is cool because um, you know weeds out you know all the all the Yacht Queen Phoenix Joker cosplay. Yes, this mm, is true. true. Yeah. Be sure to follow Why the Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and check out our YouTube channel for some additional great Why content. If you're so inclined, please leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. Today's show was produced by myself and Heidi Hedquist, our reluctant executive producers are John Sove and Sandy Stone. Our graphic designer is Samantha Mustonen. Our intern is Randy Jeanette. The theme song was performed by the Electrosynthno Magnetic Polyphonic Orchestra. This one's for Philippe. Thanks for joining us. Flash, we're coming home. <laughs>